Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. I'm excited to get into Hebrews chapter 11 verses 11 and 12 today because we're going to be seeing how faith exceeds our expectation. And isn't that what you need to hear this morning? I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what lies ahead of uh, of in your life today. I'm not sure what's what's going on or what's going to happen later today, but I do know that you need faith to get through the day and of course, when we apply faith to our life. When you apply faith to your life, what happens? It excesses grace in your life. And that grace, that shout of grace that you need in your life is what's going to allow you to complete what God has given you to do. And God has given each and every one of us something to do. He has good works that we are to walk in. But before we look at Hebrews 11, verses 11 and 12, and see how faith exceeds our expectation, we're going to read Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, we're going to continue with our scripture reading. And it was pointed out uh, yesterday that the scripture reading is is going along with other things that uh, that that perhaps people are reading in their scripture reading. I've, I've actually heard that a couple of different times. Wow, this, this really went along with that. That really went along with that. And isn't it amazing how God works things out, how he goes and he orchestrates and he allows things to come into our life that it just would seem it's coincidence, but man, we know it can't be coincidence. And that's because there is a an ordainer and there is a creator and we walk within his order and he works things together for our good. And so Philippians chapter three today. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so, circumcised on the eighth day, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ." Yet indeed, I count all things as loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. If by any means I may obtain the resurrection from the dead, not that I've already obtained or am already perfected, but that I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us as many as are mature have this mind, and if we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join 
in following my example and note those who walk as you have us for a pattern for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction and whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame who set their mind on earthly things for their citizenship for excuse me for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the savior the lord jesus christ who will transform our lowly bodies that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself that it goes in the apostle Paul says that he forgets the things which are behind. And I want to point this out because this is important when it comes to faith as well. He, he's forgetting the things which are behind and it's not just the bad things that he's forgetting. He's also forgetting good things that are behind. It's the idea of someone who is running a race and they're keeping their eye on the finish line. That's what the Apostle Paul is doing, and that's what we need to do spiritually. We can't go and let the past hold us back, whether that's past failures or past successes. Some people, you know, they like to rest on their laurels, but the reality of it is, is that faith presses forward. But that's not what we're looking at today. Today, we are in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 11 and 12, and it says this, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky, in multitude innumerable as the sands which are by the seashore. And the first thing that they want us to see here this morning and we're going to see three things, but the first thing that I want us to see is that faith works in spite of impossibility. Faith works in spite of impossibility. You know, it was impossible, physically speaking, for Sarah to have a child. I mean, she was 90 years old. This is way past the age to have children. It's not just like a day or two past the age. It's not just that it was outside of the norm. I mean, this was this was not physically possible. This was not humanly possible. Maria del Carmen Busada de Lora. What a name. When you got a name like Sam Jones, you think that's quite a mouthful. But she is the world record holder, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, for the oldest lady to have a child, and that is 66 years and 358 days, 60, almost 67 years, just shy of 67 years. Now, clearly, this is not the actual world record because we know that we have the account that Sarah was 90 years old. And of course, we want to go back before the flood. We could we could get into that debate as well. But the point remains, even in, in modern history, the, the, the most like the furthest out that you can really go is your mid 60s. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, of course, extremely stretching the limits right there. But we see that Sarah went way beyond that. She was 90 years old. See, faith works in spite of impossibility. Sarah was barren. She didn't have children, not because she didn't have a desire for children. In fact, if you remember the story right, she even had Abraham have a child with her servant Hagar because she wanted a child so bad. Now, we're not told exactly what the problem was as to why. 
uh, Sarah wasn't able to conceive here, but we do see how the problem was fixed. It says that she received strength and this word strength here, it means miraculous power to be able or to strengthen. And this was caused by what? By faith to be able. And this of course means this, this idea of to be caused. It means to be able or to make able. See, faith affects results and allows us to be able to do the impossible. Faith is what gave Sarah the power or the ability to conceive in spite of the impossibility. It was miraculous power. This is speaking of God's power. This strength was not obtained by Sarah in in her alone and her physical ability, but rather it was given to Sarah by God when she accessed the promises of God, the title or the deed by what? By faith. And when she walked in those evidences, when she truly believed. See, in this strength that we see, it, it, it is miraculous. It is the impossible. And it is, of course, God working. And you might face some impossibilities. I don't know what impossibilities you face, but certainly you face impossibilities, maybe not on a daily basis, but uh, at at least at some point in time in your life, you're going to face an impossibility. And and these, these kind of situations can come up, but by faith, you can receive the same strength that Sarah had. Remember the definition of faith. It's a title or a deed, and then it has real evidences evidences of things not seen and substance of things hoped for. Remember, it was in this strength, in the strength of God, in the grace of God, the empowering grace of God that's accessed by believing in his promises that Sarah was able to receive the strength to conceive. The second thing that I want us to see here this morning is not just that faith works through impossibilities, but faith works in spite of our uselessness. See, what did it say about Abraham? It said that he was as good as dead. Now, Sarah's probably said that about me a time or two, but it's probably not quite in this context. You know, it's when I go and I do something kind of silly or something like that, you know, like uh, tell knock, knock, who's there, apple or excuse me, banana, banana, who knock, knock, who's there, banana, banana, who, you know, when you do that and you tell that joke to yourself 10 minutes, not that I would know from experience, your wife might say, well, he's as good as dead. No, Sarah didn't really say that. But yes, I really did tell that knock, knock joke to myself for 10 minutes one time just to bug her. But we see that Abraham was as good as dead. It wasn't just an impossible situation. For lack of better terms, Abraham and Sarah were useless. They were useless. They couldn't have children on their own. Their bodies were past age as Sarah was 90 and Abraham was 99. They had tried to go on their own before, and what did it it, it produce? It produced an illegitimate child with Hagar, the handmaid. That's what it did, an illegitimate heir. In their own strength, they couldn't accomplish God's promises. They couldn't fulfill the promises of God. And I mean, dead men aren't good for much. That's one thing I know. I don't know much, but I do know that dead men can't do many things. They're not good for much. But faith, 
is the difference. It wasn't desire. It wasn't lack of trying. It wasn't, it wasn't any of those things. It's faith when you truly surrender your will and put it inside the will of God and go and say, I believe God no matter what. And I believe in his strength, in his time, in his way. And you throw yourself completely into that. That is when faith works in spite of our own uselessness. In fact, we probably have to realize that we are useless. I mean, John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, this is Jesus speaking, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. When we're not abiding in Jesus Christ, which which that's what applying our faith really means, is that we're abiding in Jesus Christ. That is when we have true strength. See, our gifts and our talents or our lack thereof have really little to do with the eternal results, but it is when we rest in Christ, when we abide in Christ, when we're empowered by his grace, which is accessed through faith. That's when our uselessness is defeated. That is when we see great things accomplished for the Lord. So I don't know if you're facing a, a impossible situation that you need to go and you need to say, look, I need to hook myself up to God through faith. Or if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're seeing the situation and you might say, you know, it doesn't seem impossible, but I seem useless. Whether the situation seems too big or you seem too small for the situation, I want you to understand something through faith you can overcome it, but you have to have the real faith that you go and you lay hold of God's promises and you have real evidences that you believe them in your life. And it's going to affect all the things that we've looked at so far. It's going to affect your legacy. It's going to affect your obedience. It's going to uh, uh, affect your patience. It's going to affect all of these things. And that brings us to the third point. You see, faith exceeds our expectation. What did God say? Innumerable, the the amount of children that they're going to have or the amount of descendants that they're going to have, they, they were innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. An impossible situation. Useless people, yet faith comes through and exceeds expectations. As many of the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. See, Abraham's expectation we can see in Genesis 15, 2 and 3. It says, but Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing that I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abraham said, look, you give me no offspring indeed, one born in my house, no, uh, excuse me, one born in my house is my heir. It was simply an heir. Just one descendant is what Abraham was hoping for. Just one descendant is what Abraham was hoping to get. He just wanted to receive a son for his inheritance. But what did Abraham get? He got a nation that was born to him, the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, now, now, all nations through Abraham, through his offspring, were blessed because of his offspring. And of course, this is because of the blessing of Jesus Christ. 
which came through the seed of Abraham. Jesus could go and trace his lineage and said, my great, 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 you know, we're not going to go through all the greats. Grandpa was Abraham. And yet he can say at the same time, before Abraham was, I am, right? He is also the spiritual father of all of those who follow in faith, not, not in the sense of our heavenly father, but he, he is father Abraham. In Galatians 3.29, it says this, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Father Abraham had many sons. I am one of them, and so are you. See, faith exceeds our expectations. It exceeded so much further, so much far past Abraham's expectations, and it will exceed yours as well if you apply faith. So we must remember that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Remember Hebrews eleven six. You need to have the attitude of faith, which is that God said it, I believe it. That settles it. Therefore, I will obey it. True faith is deaf to doubt, dumb to discouragement, and blind to impossibility. Faith affects results. In spite of impossibility, in spite of our uselessness, faith exceeds our expectation. And I trust that faith will exceed your expectation too if you remain faithful, if you apply faith to your life. But let's conclude today and depart by reading Joshua 1, 8, and 9. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In Jesus, sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle's been won. Then you feel. Trusting in faith.